This is Frank Dominguez in the John Clark Performance Studio here at WDAV with three very special guests who are connected with the Charlotte New Music Festival, now in its uh, third year, I believe. I'm going to have each uh, person introduce themselves individually, and then we'll talk a little bit about this festival, and uh, we'll even hear a little bit of music from one of our guests. Let's start off with uh, the uh, creator of the festival, in a sense, Elizabeth Kowalski. Elizabeth, say hello to everyone and uh, tell us how the festival is going so far. Hello, my name is Elizabeth Kowalski. I'm a composer and an instrumentalist. Um, the, the festival's going really great right now. Uh, this is our, actually, it turned into a three-week festival. Our first week was electronic music, and um, we had our first concert at Snug Harbor, actually, and it went over really well. Um, you know, we've had about 14 concerts total now uh, this during these three weeks. And it's, it's been a lot of work, but it's been a lot of fun, and each concert just gets better and better, and um, it's, it's been quite the experience. In a little bit, I'll talk to you about uh, what's behind your starting this festival, and also we'll review some of the concerts that are still uh, uh, ahead for folks who want to attend. Uh, next, let me introduce someone who is long overdue for a visit to the studio. He has ties to uh, the Charlotte community, and, and his parents have ties to WDAV, full disclosure, <laughs> although he's here entirely on his own merits as a very uh, successful pianist. Say hello. Hello, Blair McMillan, uh, pianist. Uh, North, I've been expatriated from North Carolina, but it's great to be back. Um, uh, I live in New York City, and yeah, it's a it's a real thrill. Thanks, Blair. In a moment, uh, we'll talk a little bit about maybe your growing up in this area and and your exposure to classical music. And of course, a little later on, we'll hear you playing some of the music that uh, you've got planned for the Charlotte New Music Festival. But next, I'd like to introduce uh, somebody, uh, a fellow Cubano, although he was raised in Puerto Rico, uh, and an outstanding contemporary composer. Hi, Armando Bayolo, um, composer, conductor, uh, once upon a time pianist, uh, administrator. I wear many hats. Um, based in I'm Washington D.C. and I'm I'm here on faculty. This is my second year as a visiting faculty at the Charlotte New Music Festival. Well, Armando, it's good to have you here. Bienvenido, Gracias. and appreciate uh -huh. your being here. Uh, now, let me go back to Elizabeth and talk about uh, how the festival got started in the first place. Was I correct? This is the third year it's been going That's on. That's correct. Yes. So, what was that fire burning inside you that made you think Charlotte needs a new music festival? Um, well. I wanted to actually attend something like this. I looked a lot of different places. I couldn't really find a program quite like this. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start. I'm just going to start it. And uh, it's something that the, the area really, really needs. It's very difficult to find concerts like this. Uh, I only maybe see or hear of about two or three a year at the most. Um, and, and they're great concerts. We have fabulous musicians, but there's been yet somebody that would actually uh, try to create or try to maintain a new music scene. So I guess I really would like to live and work in the area. My family's here. I'm from here. And uh, I'm, I'm really trying to develop the scene as well as provide opportunities for people like myself and myself, uh, opportunities to have our music played professionally, uh, work with professional musicians, world-class musicians, um, even that. Um, well, you're, so, yeah. you're back for a third season, so I gather things are going <clears throat> well, or either that or you're a glutton for punishment. So which is it? Is it as the festival growing in your opinion? It is definitely growing. It's, it's picked up pace. It's picked up a lot more um, interest and, and support, really, even, too, from, from the community. Uh, a lot of people that find out about this 
are extremely happy to hear about this thing and they're very supportive and they come out to the concerts and it's it's just been a really great experience getting to know different people getting to know people from the community and and giving them this chance to actually see and hear these performers they would never otherwise get to see and hear where are you finding your audiences is there any particular marketing you've done to try to identify uh, folks who might be interested in this type of concert? Um, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, now, I'm glad you mentioned Facebook because uh, I went uh, to your uh, the web page for the festival, and it invites us to like Facebook, and there are a couple of uh, pictures of people who have liked the Facebook page uh, for the Charlotte New Music Festival, and there was my face staring out at me, <laughs> but I was like the only old bald person there. <laughs> All the other faces look pretty hip and, and young. So do you find yourself uh, that this uh, uh, concert series and this festival is attracting younger listeners? Well, uh, according to Facebook, our our mean, our average for the demographics is ages 24 to 35. Mm-hmm. So I found that very interesting. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Great. Well, let me uh, change uh, the the subject just slightly to uh, Blair McMillan and uh, your growing up in this area. Uh, what was your introdu- introduction to music? Was it uh, uh, through the home, uh, uh, through the radio, through schools? How did you become well, I, involved? I moved to Charlotte. Uh, we, we, my family, moved to Charlotte when I was eight, um, and so I had already I had already started uh, taking piano lessons. And studying music, I started piano lessons when I was four and a half, and we were living in San Francisco at the time. And um, we had a, we just had a piano, and I remember just wearing out the, the uh, Chopin Ballade <laughs> LP that my uh, my mother owned, the Arthur Rubinstein Chopin Ballade LP. And one day I put the needle down, and I, the, the piece begins with a big low C, and I remember finding that low C, and my mother saying, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> he must be talented. He found the note." <laughs> anyway, so for what. The, <laughs> Whatever that meant, I, uh, I I started lessons in San Francisco, and uh, as I said, we moved here when I was eight, and um, I really I really um, I, I I thrived in this area. And I, you know, there weren't there weren't a lot of kids that uh, that were in the same sort of place that I was musically. I, I um, uh, but I but I, I was really I was studying with a fantastic teacher uh, at Queens College, which is now Queens University. I believe, right, right? That's right. So as not mm-hmm. to confuse it with Queens College, where I'm from, <laughs> New York City. Uh, Paul Nitsch was my teacher uh, for about six years, and um, he really was—he um, really was a mentor. He really pushed me hard, and um, I, uh, I, you know, when it, by the time when the time came to head to high school, I could have uh, stayed at Charlotte Latin. I could have gone to public high school, but I opted to go to um, a, an, an arts boarding high school up in Michigan, Interlochen, mm-hmm. which my fellow compatriot here Armando attended as well oh wonderful so um but yeah the 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 six years or so that I was I was here I I really was I was really thriving I was playing I was performing a lot um I was you know doing these you know little competitions in the area and um I think I even played on WDAV when I was like 12 years old. I really? I think so, yeah. Just a little like Beethoven bagatelle uh-huh. or something. Yeah. Uh, Armando, let's uh, transition to you okay. and get an idea for your introduction to uh, classical music in Santurce, Puerto Rico. Well, actually, I, well, I'm not from Santurce. Santurce is the ho- where the hospital where I was born Oh, is. I see. But Santurce is really just kind of an area of San Juan in any case. Mm-hmm. So um, my introduction to music, you know, it was... I come from a family of I, I like to say frustrated musicians. Um, my, as I said, my my parents are were Cuban exiles, 
And my mother had been a, 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 a aspiring concert pianist in Cuba and had a career. Well, she was being groomed for a career and had been offered a big government scholarship, but she couldn't leave the country mm -hmm. for it. So my, my, my mother didn't play for many years. My father's mother had been a pianist as well as his uncle had been a pianist. So somewhere along the line, I decided that I wanted to play the piano, actually. And, but I wanted to be in a band. I wanted to, you know, it was, it, was the, it was the 80s. It was that time of keytars and synthesizer rock. And it, um, I'm embarrassed to say. And so, you know, that was the drive. But then my, my first piano teacher gave me some Beethoven. And Beethoven was like my gateway drug to um, to classical music. Um, when did composing come into uh, your repertory? composing came about? Like I came to the to music very late. It was I was about twelve when this happened, and composing came about uh, two years later. Um, but it's interesting because I realize now I used to I remember hearing there, there's like another formative thing for me was was seeing Star Wars when I was four, and that was the first time I even ever heard an orchestra in any context and I remember thinking you know humming little tunes in my head like imagining little orchestra things that I didn't realize what I was doing but I realized now oh that's sort of the seed of composition because now yeah. it, you know you just now I can just write these things down but my mother told a story about how she made up a piece when she was about 12 or 13 and she never wrote it down and she re really regretted that and I thought well you know if mom did that I should learn how to write these things down so that I can, I don't have to, you know, lose them. And I just sort of, the bug just bit me and I just started writing and writing and writing. But it, it wasn't anything that I thought you could study until I got to, to Interlochen. Before we run out of time, I want to make sure to ask uh, Elizabeth about some of the concerts that are still uh, uh, to be performed as part of the Charlotte New Music Festival. So Elizabeth, tell us what's happening uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, let's see, Thursday we have uh, ICTUS Percussion Quartet, and they're going to be pl playing some composers' works. All the composers are going to be present, and they talk about their works before they're performed at every, t every concert, really. Not something you usually get to experience at a classical music concert. Not, yeah, <laughs> no, they don't get that. But yeah, that's one, one thing that I've been really uh, a stickler about is I, you know, I want the audience up close to the musicians. I don't want much of a barrier, and I want the composers talking to the audience because I want more connections. So I, I would like a more intimate feel for these concerts. But uh, Thursday we have Ictus Percussion Quartet with the composers' pieces. Friday is the Beckler Ensemble with a miniature extravaganza concert, which means the miniature is smaller pieces. That's where we get the word miniature. And uh, where is this going to be? Um, they're both at St. Peter's Episcopal Church. And then on Saturday, we have two showings of the same show because it was a pretty popular concert last year, so we had to get a double show. Um, it's a music and dance concert because during these two weeks of the festival, these last two weeks, composers collaborate with choreographers, and they actually create a piece during the festival. And then uh, musicians have a few days to prepare it for this last uh, culmination concert of these collaborations. So Saturday at 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock at the Arts Factory, uh, 1545 Trade Street. 
And if you missed any of those details, uh, go to our events calendar at WDAV.org and click on any of those days, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, and you'll find listings for the Charlotte New Music Festival events and can get more information and links to the Charlotte New Music Festival uh, website so you can get more details. Uh, I want to hear some music uh, by Blair. And Blair, why don't you set this up for us? Tell us a little bit about the composer. And uh, is this something you're going to be performing as part of the festival? Uh, Yeah, this is uh, an, an etude, a piano etude by... One of the funniest people I know <laughs> anywhere, Mark Mellitz. Uh, he's a, uh, a wonderful composer, a wonderful guy. And um, I, I never like to tell people how to listen to, mu- to music, um, but, but um, there, there are a lot of influences here um, that, that fall outside of uh, the traditional uh, concert, classical concert-going experience. And I, I, played the, I played this piece a couple of weeks ago um, after after some Debussy and somebody came up to me at intermission and said, that didn't sound like classical music. And I said, good, it's actually not really <laughs> supposed to. Like, I hope you, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you're gonna hear, um, you're gonna hear driving rhythms and you're gonna hear sort of plugged in electronica and uh, uh, West African drumming and progressive rock and all sorts of things that um, uh, now composers are, are just uh, taking for granted. And uh, Mark Mellitz is, uh, Based in Chicago, he's in his mid-40s, I believe. Is that right, about right, Armando? Mm-hmm. And we both just saw him the other day at the Bang on a Can Marathon in New York City. So Yeah, my ensemble actually performed a piece of his and, at yeah. the Bang on a Can. And yeah. Mark, you know, the thing about Mark's music is that it's it's funny. It's It sounds like his personality. Like it's, <laughs> it's very, you know, yeah. you hear it. You know, knowing Mark also, he is one of the funniest people. Um in the world. In the world, like he's just, <laughs> yeah, and and but he's also one of the most gregarious and generous, and but he, and his music it, that comes across in his music, you'll hear it in a moment. It's, sure. It's, and the title of this etude is it. It makes absolutely no sense. It's called "Defensive Chile," not Chile, the country, but Chile. As <laughs> oh, that's a companion piece to the Misadventures of Soup. <laughs> that's right. His titles. His titles soup. are completely zany. Yeah. I've played a piece of this called "Fruity Pebbles." I've played a piece called "Spam." Yeah. I think lo- we're getting a context <laughs> here for enjoying yeah. this. So well, let's, we did let's a piece listen. Called, of his called. Uh, he has a whole album that we did with him called "Paranoid Cheese." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah the titles are fantastic. He's into music and food, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right. Exuberant music there by Mark Mellitz, an etude called Defensive Chili. Too much fun. Too much <laughs> Absolutely. Fun. And, and that brings to mind, uh, you know, the common uh, uh, resistance that uh, some audiences have to new music is that it's all going to be atonal. It's all going to be harsh. It's all going to yeah. be scary sounding. But that certainly uh, gives the lie yeah. to that idea. And those, and those days are, are, are pretty much long gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, composers are just, I mean, everything is at the, at the touch of a, you know, of a mouse. And you can hear anything from anywhere. And that's really just, you know. It's new music is not is not not at all the the beast the scary beast that right. it, that it used to be things are things are changing and things are moving in a really wonderful direction and Armando's ensemble in uh, D.C. is testament to that and uh, I'm uh, I'm involved in a lot of stuff in New York where new music is just like there are young people going out to clubs now to 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 hear new music and to see collaborations and the people spearheading projects just like Elizabeth has done with Charlotte New Music and um, that's kind of the direction things are are headed in there. It's yeah, baby steps, but it's we're we're taking baby steps in in the right direction. So well, it's, it's very exciting. encouraging, and it's uh, hopefully this little taste that you've given our listeners uh, right now will uh, encourage some more people to try it out uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night uh, with uh, venues uh, ranging from St. Peter's Episcopal Church in Uptown Charlotte to what's the other venue uh, you mentioned? Arts Factory at JCSU on Trade Street. Wonderful. And you can get more details from the events calendar at WDAV.org. I want to thank my guests here in the John Clark Performance Studio, pianist Blair McMillan. Thank, thank you, Blair. You. Thanks. It's a uh, Armando Baiolo, muchas gracias. Gracias. Thank you very much. And uh, the creator of the Charlotte New Music Festival, now in its third year, Elizabeth Kowalski. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you.